Hey folks, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, let's start things off a little different this time around, and that just is, uh, very different. Yes, indeed. Don't worry yeah. about it. Just roll with me here. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and start things off with just a couple of quick announcements. Just mm-hmm. remind you folks that tomorrow there's gonna be a drift event happening at Orlando Speed World. So uh, for information on that, be sure to check out OSW Drift. Did you go to Orlando Speed World the other day? Uh. For for a personal trip, yeah, I mean, personal. we spoke oh, okay. we spoke about the uh, Tesla oh. experience, oh, which yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. that didn't go yeah. as well as I thought it would, but yeah. whatever. We'll okay. talk about that later. Yeah, okay. that's not a big deal. Um, we have that going on. Fuel Fest is right around the corner as well. Another thing to highlight is the NMRA NMRA event taking place at Orlando, March third to the fourth. If you're in town, be sure to check that out. We'll be there to. Uh, cover the event and uh, do some announcing as well. But let's go ahead and get this show on the road and have Tim introduce our special guest of the evening, Tim. Yes. So our special guest is a man that we never really got to meet. Interestingly enough, we look around different areas of especially the East coast and we kind of just let people know, Hey, there's other events going on. We're our own little pocket down here in South Florida Mm -hmm. And once in a while, we'll get on there and we'll just start looking up events and we'll let people know that maybe are in gonna maybe they're gonna visit certain areas. They can get a little um, a taste of the local drift scene in that area. Mm. So we came across Catch My Drift CMD, right? And uh, looked up this man, Joe Gorseski, and he actually was willing enough to come on and do a little interview and give us some more feedback on how drifting is in his neck of the woods. So welcome, Joe Gorseski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you. Hey. No, no, no. Thank you for coming on, right? Like, we never met. I think this is probably the first time we've ever talked, and you probably never heard of us. You, you know, we just up until recently didn't even know what Catch My Drift was, right? Because we get our stuck in our own little pocket, and uh, it's always fun. And one of the things I enjoy most about traveling and going to drift events, and, and you voiced this as well, is getting out of your little pocket and meeting people in other areas of the country that like to drift. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess let's just start off. Joe, like, where do you come from? When did you start drifting? What got you into it? Okay. So, yeah, I'm from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, man, I got into drifting in 2006. So okay. I've, I've been in it for a little while. Oh, wow. You know, um, I went to my first drift event. MB Drift right here in Myrtle Beach. It was crazy, man. I got out of uh, UTI. I went to UTI in Orlando. Okay. And uh, yeah, I went and I saw their first practice event. And then I went to the next one. I had a, a 300ZX twin turbo, Z32 stock. You know, went out there, spun <laughs> out probably 40 times. You know, had the time of my life. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, I kind of stumbled upon drifting because, you know, I wasn't really known much then. Um, yeah. you know, I had my 300 ZX do I go on YouTube, just punch in, you know, 300 ZX, just car videos, you know? And I found, uh, it was an option video. I'm sure you guys mm. have seen oh, it with yeah. the dirt, bike, yes. the dirt yeah. bikes jumping over the mm-hmm. drift cars. Mm-hmm. And once I saw that, I was like, dude, this is what I got to do. Right. Like I, yeah. I, I was set, you know, I was, um, I was working a dead end job and uh i knew that if i was going to be a drifter i would have to work on the car right mm-hmm. so i was like hey i got me become a mechanic right i didn't really turn wrenches my dad didn't and that's when i went to uti and kind of learned how to do that kind of stuff came back to myrtle beach and then just so happens that mb drift series started and 
I jumped on in, man. Um, you know, I did a couple of years with them and then, then I kind of jumped on board and helped them. You know, I kind of became okay. staff and drove, um, did a competition series. It was great though back then, man. You know, that, that was like the golden age of drifting for me, you know, like you can go out there with NAKA 240SX and, mm-hmm. you know, dominate as long as you can drive well. You know, it was just a different time. And, you know, we were stoked to get a top eight. You know, we had like eight mm-hmm. drivers for a competition. Yeah. We were like, yeah, yeah, we can do a real yeah. top eight, you know. Yeah. And <laughs> it was it was awesome, though, man. Like, I, I really loved it and uh, just continued on with it for years, you know. Just uh, helped them guys out for a long time and. You know, I helped them do events. You know, they we did the series. I, I I was a series champ at one point. Helped judge, run it, promote it, all that stuff. But, you know, in Myrtle Beach, when you're by the coast, it's hard to pull people. You know, it's early on. So it's kind of hard, but it, it grew over time. And it was great. And eventually we had the opportunity to do an event somewhere else, like in Myrtle Beach, have this Myrtle Beach Speedway. And it was a lot of work, but, I mean, it was – it was, it was really good. And, you know, I kind of was like, Hey guys, you know, I, I think we start doing events, other places, you know, let's start going mm-hmm. out, you know, at that time it was just like Atlanta and Myrtle right. beach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then it was like, all right, but they thought it was a risk. So we kind of like split, you know? So mm-hmm. me and my, um, my partner kind of left and started doing events elsewhere and they kind of had the MB drift scene here and, mm-hmm. but it was good, man. You know, but uh, yeah, I've been in it a long time, did pro-am stuff with streetwise drift. For a right. while, um, that was about it, though. I did the streetwise mm-hmm. stuff and, and the Myrtle Beach stuff, you know. Yeah. What car were you driving in the streetwise drift? So I had, um, man, I bought my 240SX, S13, right? I bought back in the day, 300 bucks running and driving. Wow. Oh, yeah. Sing, single that type. Right? Yeah. Single yeah. jingle. Yeah. Uh, picked it up, drove it, drove it to my mom's house, right? <laughs> and uh, it was crazy, man. Like. I always knew I wanted to do a Sil front, you know, Sylvia front, yeah. and I wanted SR, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bought a front clip from Malaysia. Okay, it's oh, called okay. FlashOptions.net. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, really? It took me three years to get this front clip. Holy cow! That's patience, right there. I yeah. thought I thought I was ripped off, right? Like, yeah, like no, no lie, bro. I was at UTI. I'd be calling this number like every day, right? I would get a phone card and it was like, I forgot how many digits. I think it was like 24 digits and I would call them so often. I memorized the whole thing, wow. right? I'm just oh, constantly wow. calling them yeah. all times, day and night. I'm like, where is this? So I, you know, I gave up on it. You know, I came back from school and just so had my mom goes, Hey, uh, I think one of your friends is playing a prank on you. They said that your, your motor's coming in. Your front clip is coming in the Charleston. I was like, mom, I don't think that's a joke. Like that was real. Who called? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, was like, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Right. So yeah. dude, it, it was serious. I called the port like, yeah, it's coming. And, uh, I didn't have a truck. I didn't have a trailer. You know, I, I had nothing. I, I borrowed them, went on down the front clip, barely fit in the trailer. I got it back. And I mean, it was, it was good, but a lot of the stuff got stolen or beat up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was still SR red top. Uh, it had an HKS turbo on it and some other goodies, coilovers, you yeah. know, and the body was a little beat up. But then I um, I took all that stuff and swapped it over to the 240, and I even did the right-hand drive swap. You know, this oh, is yeah. this, okay. this back in the day, you know. So it took a little yeah. while, but that's what I did with Streetwise Drift, you know. Went out there and blew up some SR20s like a lot of people. <laughs> 
Um, Can't afford yeah. to do that anymore. Yeah. No, you're right, yeah. man. I mean, I swear, I, I've legit probably blown up, I think, 10 of them. I don't know. Yeah. I, oh, I've, I've dumped a lot you of money. Sure. In my, I even did the VE head and all that stuff and still yeah. blew up. You know, yeah, so okay. I moved on to LS, but it was great though. I mean, it was still a great experience. You know, I loved it. Yeah. Still, I still got the car today. It's LS swap now though. Yeah. Okay. Now yeah, you, yeah. you started off in a 300 Z you said? Yeah. Z, and I still got that too. Z32 really? turbo. Uh, I bought that car when I was in high school and, uh, yeah, I had that one, my S13. I even had S14, a Zanke. I used to drift to open diff. Bus, you know, eventually got rid of that. But yeah, I mean, a lot of them was either the Z32 or the uh, S13, right-hand drive. Hmm. Yeah, and you've been in the S13 ever since? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, but, I, you know, I jump in a lot of cars. It's funny, the, the year I won the championship for MB Drift, it was we did nine events for the series. I legit borrowed a different car every event. And uh, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was really cool. They called me the leech from the beach. That was great, man. Like I'd be man. walking around when it come up the qualifying time. I'm like, hey, man, you know, hey, let me buy your car. Let me steal a qualifying lap, and then I jump in. And I did well, you know, and yeah, I, I did pretty pretty good at it. But when I got to the pro am level, I mean, that really, yeah, that that put me on my place, I guess. You know, I was like, yeah. okay, I'm not on that level yet. You know what I mean? Well, that's you know, a lot of that has to do with the car as well, and learning how to find the track quickly, find the line quickly. That's really, you don't get much you don't get much seat time, you don't get much practice, and then you're going right into competition. So, when was which was your first pro am? Was your first first pro am down at PBIR? Let's see here. I don't think that was the opener, right, of that year. Um, so you did the whole season. Let's see here, because I remember streetwise like. I think it was their first year, the end of their first year, they did an event at Charlotte Motor Speedway, right? Mm -hmm. And they did a competition. This was crazy. I mean, back then, that was a big deal. You know, the road course at Charlotte, mm -hmm. you know, that must have been like 2009 or so. Yeah, and those and, garages uh, are no joke. They're like <clears throat> really nice. Right. Yeah. It, it was huge, man. And like, you know, they were growing and they had three run groups and they put me in the last one because they know who I was. Mm -hmm. And it was funny back then they didn't do tandem comps. It was single run, yeah, you know, kind of, kind of deal. Right. And, uh, I love that one though, man. There was a night, it turned the night, it was raining and man, I just threw it down and I actually won it. You know, it was, it was pretty wild to have like, I think it was like 40 some odd drivers. And then yeah, the next year they had pro-am. I think it was Charlotte was the first round. I think they went back to Charlotte, but yeah, yeah, I did a lot of those events with Brian, you know, Brian Phillips, he, uh, he did a great job in that series. I thought you know, I always had fun. Yeah, but, I, haven't, I haven't talked to him in a while. How have you talked to him recently? Yeah, yeah, I'll chat with him here and there. He's uh, he said he'll come out to the Lanier event because he's down that way. Okay. So look forward to seeing him again. Yeah, you haven't seen him in a long time. I remember, I remember the first time. So being from South Florida, it's it's a different culture, right? The way we say hello. Uh, it's it's a, it's a very Latin influenced culture. So coming from Miami to the South Florida area, I remember um, I met him a couple times, and you know we had a couple drinks or whatever. I met his wife. You know they're they're super awesome, and I think I don't know. If, I think it was when they came down to PBIR, or, or, or I don't know. If, I forget exactly when it was, but I saw his wife, and I came out, gave a hug, and a kiss on the cheek because that's like that's kind of like what you do down here, right? You say right. hello, it's like a kiss on the cheek. That's just. I think it's very Latin influenced culture down here. 
Um, it, it must have threw her for a doozy because up in you know Atlanta and Georgia, that's not like a thing. Like it's you're like right. in my space. So we were somewhere eating dinner, and he came up to me. He's like, "So I heard you kissed my wife." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." I go, "That's what we do. That's just the culture." Is I, 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 I know he wasn't serious, right? It was just one of those things. Like he kind of sat next to me and grilled me, and we laughed about it. And uh, just from then on, he, you know, he just he knew where I was, and we just had a good time. He's always had a good sense of humor and put up with um my crazy antics. I think one time we were at PBIR during, it was a PBIR, me, Chris Jackson and uh, Bill Stanger, Bill Fisher, depending on how you know him, we're all sitting there and his wife was trying to hand out all the lanyards right before the driver's meeting. And I looked at it. I was like, Oh, you're so naughty. Right. Cause they're all tied in a knot and every, and his, his her husband looks at me like, like, what, what are you doing? And Jackson's oh laughing. God. Bill is laughing. I'm like, I just thought it was funny. You know, they're all tied in a knot. You're cringe. Yeah. 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 I'm cringe. I'm from cringe. I, I'm told I'm very cringe. Oh, well, whatever. So, all right. So you start off in 300 Z um blew a whole bunch of srs you had some experience uh you know you're you're competing you're winning competitions having a good time making memories building the friendships with those that are in the areas at what time did you decide to now you said after merle beach you split off to start running events was that you starting the catch my drift so kind of so i like you know run the events with the guys uh it's funny man my 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 parents are really big supporters of me right they come to almost every event Mm -hmm. uh my little grassroots stuff they actually cook food for everybody and back in the day they're like no we we should make you t-shirts you know i mean this is before Mm -hmm. people started doing that kind of stuff and they came out with a t-shirt you know i had built not bought was one and I had another one that said girls like it when I hit it sideways. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, and that was like pretty much the start was like CMD catch my drift was apparel merchandise. I did like driver interviews. It was kind of like a, a side show from the MB drift thing. And then, you know, when we were deciding, all right, you know, let's, let's start a new organization and go elsewhere and do this kind of stuff. You know, me and my friends, my family were like, all right, what are we going to call it? You know, and we, we came up with all kinds of names and I still had CMD, you know, I still had the LLC, you know, I still had apparel. I'm like, well, what about just keeping the CMD thing? And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, that just sounds good. It's not stuck to one area. And uh, that was it. You know, it just kind of took off from there. Oh, good. And then so once you started running events, what would you say was um, what are your biggest challenges learning to run events and how were you able to overcome that? Oh man. And that's why I was like, so fortunate, you know what I mean? Like MB drift, they, they like took me on and I got that experience at the local speedway. You know, you're not putting up the risk of the money and the insurance and all this stuff. So the speedway kind of gave me that experience. So leaving from there, I had a good bit, but you know, my, one of my first big events going on my own, I ran it out Atlanta motor speedway, you know, and that was, that was, that was a big jump and a big learning curve from the small little Myrtle Beach Speedway grassroots kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was, a, it was a banger, though, man. I mean, I came out swinging. I had uh, Aaron Losey come out, be one of our guests, and Fielding Shredder. Uh, Dustin Miles was there. Uh, Bear Dellinger. You know, I had – it was good. We had, like, 80 drivers. Uh, I had the road course and the media lot. And that was, that was good, man. It was a good way to kick off the year, but – what what a poor choice when to do it because that was 2020. You know what I mean? That's like oh, right when COVID okay. hit. 
So yes. that was that was a struggle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so that was that was your probably you probably your toughest event you think you've ever had to run. Man, I'll, I'll tell you what that's that's hard to say, but I will tell you the night before that event, I literally did not sleep like a wink. Like I I mm. went to bed at ten and I just stayed up all night. Lights off. Like mm-hmm. my wife's next to me, I couldn't sleep. Like I was so nervous, but it turned out all right, you know. And then later that year, uh, here in Myrtle Beach, we we had an abandoned amusement park, right? Mm-hmm. Huge parking lot, like two hundred thousand square feet, and that was awesome, right? So I teamed mm-hmm. up with another organization. They came down, and this was during the Slammed Enough Car Show weekend in Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea how many people would come to this thing. I mean, I had like 40, 50 cars there, my normal 100, 200 people. But when it hit about four o'clock, that turned into like a thousand people real quick. And that, wow. that was difficult because I didn't have the staffing and the security, you know? So that, mm-hmm. that was a really scary one, but it was good too because a lot of people like that event, I will say. Yeah. You know, what would but, you say? So, so having, you know, running events, right? Having new people come in and start drifting, what would you probably, or what can you remember as the sketchiest car to try to pass tech? Woo, man. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. one. There's always See, a- that's tough, too, because, like, you know, when it's your name, when you're signing the paperwork, it's a little different, right? You're going to be a little bit more strict. And safety is big. You know, it is, of course. It's number one. But when, when we're at the old speedway, we could let a lot of stuff slide. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there'd be, uh, yeah, there would be some cars that, Probably shouldn't have passed, but yeah, we let them go. Yeah, it was slow <laughs> speed stuff though. We were going like 30, 40 at, at the most. So it wasn't any too bad, cars but. any cars where you were just absolutely no. I'm sorry, man. It's just this is too bad. Back then, I'm gonna say no. I don't think I oh, did, really? you know, and no. but I didn't always tech the cars either, you know what I mean? Like I had to do other stuff as well. Um, but now that it's under my name, yeah, we we've had to deny some people. Like, sorry, yeah. you Sorry, you don't got this stuff and you're not prepared for the day, but you know, it's your responsibility to show up with the right car, the right equipment. Yeah. You know, we just got to, man. Yeah. No, you know, yeah, we, we, we've had some, we've had, uh, so, you know, I think the Florida area was always known for like the drivers were good, but the cars were really bad, <laughs> really bad. And like the, the, just the, just even the thought process of some of the things that would come out of people's mouth. I think one time, uh, somebody was like, I, I go to the guy. I was like, Hey, listen, you, your battery's not tied down. And he's like, No, no, it's okay. It's heavy. I'm like, No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. It's not like an option here. Like, I'm not asking you, Hey, what's going to happen here? And you're. And then his his seat was only had like one bolt on. He's like, No, no, but I'll be sitting in it. Dude, <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't get it, man. Battery tie downs, all the seat bolts, and all your lug nuts and studs, right? Like that's the number one thing. And yeah. it's, and you're right though with the Florida thing though, man, because I held a couple events at the firm and my okay. boy Ben Thrailkill, oh. he's my tech guy, and he's like, he's like, some are good, some are not good, you know. Yeah. But there there's other areas like I will say Atlanta, you know, I love them guys. I love the Atlanta people and we have a great relationship, but some of them cars just were not prepared. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just were not. Same thing. T- seat bolts missing. It had the two fronts, mm-hmm. but not the rear, and he didn't see it as big deal. I'm like yeah, were you crazy? Like, yeah, no. yeah. yeah. Good, a good no. friend of ours actually moved down from Georgia. You probably, you probably, I mean, I'm sure he did some of the Nick Ward. Oh yeah, um, I know, I yeah. Know he Nick. came down here. He lives down here in Fort Lauderdale. I got to 
meet him at the KMS event at um, uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway. We did a KMS. It got rained out. Dai Yoshihara was there. It was it was a fun event, but it was a lot of rain. And I got to meet him there. He moved down. Um, and one of the things that when he came down, it was one of the things I remember him telling me is that he said, we got some good drivers down here. We really have some high-level drivers down here, but the cars just aren't the level. And up up there, you guys have some freaking ridiculous builds. There's a lot of guys that are building some insane cars. What do you say to the guy that's coming in newer to drifting um, as far as advice on choosing a platform when it comes to – because some guys just want to come in with a 1,000 horsepower right off the bat, and some guys uh, you know, will start off and still in a KA 240. What would you advise somebody that's coming new into drifting and how they should – start their progression in their drift career i i'm still a firm believer on like pretty much stock man i mean that's how i learned i really did you know like even the angle stuff like take away that you know so you get a better feel for when it would over rotate you know learn that as you go you know i i love a 350z i mean i know they're a dime a dozen i know they mm-hmm. sound like a trumpet but yeah. they're cheap you know they're fairly easy to work on they drive well you know, same mm-hmm. with Beamer. I'm just not a big Beamer fan working on them. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, but either either one, like get both of them, get a good seat, get a good steering wheel, um, you know, and just go from there, man. Get that seat time in. That's yeah. it. Get that seat time. Yeah. Now, most of your events, have been, they're primarily geared towards seat time, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. Okay. That's, you know... I love my drivers. I am a driver. And that was the worst thing going to an event. You spend all that money and all that time. You get out there and you only get, you know, four or five laps. Like, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, man. You know, I rather, I rather see someone come out to one of my events. Yeah, sure. The entry fee might be a little bit high, but the prize is high, you know, but I still want you to leave there with hours of seat time. You know, I want to make sure you get some seat time in, get some media, get some experience, you know, but yeah, I'm all about the seat time, man. I do. I put a driver cap on every event I got. Okay. What do you usually cap it at? Uh, depending on the venue. Um, so I got one that I do in Raleigh right now that flows really well. So I, I cap it about 75 or 80, depending on what we're doing. Um, like the ones here in Myrtle, now I do like 50. You know, okay. it just all depends on the layout, you know, what, what we're capable of doing and not how much room you got, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing. You know, like a Land Rover Speedway, if you had just the media lot, there's no way you're getting more than 40, 50 cars over in that little area to park. So, yeah, it's like Sebring. Yeah. You can, you can, with the, running the two tracks, you get a, you get a lot of people in there. Yeah. Sebring's a nice course. Sebring's a really nice course. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, ben, did you have something? You uh, no. Oh, I'm okay. Just okay. Um, all right. So you're running events, having a good time. You're also competing at the same time, I guess, right? Around that time? Um, I would say as I, as I branched off the CMD thing, I kind of took a backseat to that. You know what I mean? Really focused mm-hmm. on just making sure the events ran smooth. And, mm-hmm. you know, on occasion I would go to another event organizers organization and, and run my car there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That we now, don't do to worry you, about nothing. You know, did, just drive. Right, right, right. Um, one thing I do want to touch on, you mentioned earlier how you were, you weren't really like you got into drifting and drifting, knowing the sport that it is, knowing that you can't afford to, it's it's enough to just afford a drift car. You have to learn to work on it yourself, repair yourself. But that kind of seemed like it 
evolved you your career outside of drifting as well, did it? Because aren't you are you still are you teaching at the academy for technology? Yes, sir. Uh, so, academy so for how technology and academics. Yeah, so, isn't that crazy, man? So I got a UTI. I worked at a Toyota dealership and a Dodge dealership, and you know I was making great money, and, you know, and I could support the habit, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, my wife's a teacher too, and she's like, "Hey, babe, you know they're looking for an automotive teacher." And I just, um, I always want to do it. You know, I had some great mentors getting in the dealership myself and going to UTI. I had some great teachers and, you know, I was I always thought, Hey, maybe one day I could do that. And I took the dive and never looked back. And I just, I really, I, I love my job. I do. So I'm That's sure you get a lot of your, your students are probably really into what you do on the side. How often do you get pulled aside from the students? And say, Hey man, I want to learn how to drift. Where mm-hmm. do I go? Oh, Every day. And I let any of my students that come to any of my events, I let them in for free. I usually hook, yeah, I usually hook them up with one of my buddies and let them be pit crew. You know, we get them rides, get them into it, you know, but I tell the kids too, you know, just because I'm a drifter doesn't mean I don't like drag racing or or mudding or trucking or whatever, you know, if it goes, I'm, I'm into it, you know, and they like that. But yeah, I let them work on drift cars all the time. I'll bring my buddy's cars up there, let them do stuff to it. Nice. Like we just pull, I had my kids, they all just pulled the transmission out of a car, every group, you know, and two of them were drift cars. So they, they love it. You know what I mean? It's, oh, it's good. Nice. I'm sure you drift by it, but he's like, Hey man, you got, you, you want to take my car as a project? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we've done some work, some alignments. Uh, I got a dyno at the school, so that's real oh, cool. Sweet. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. That my school takes care of me, man. They really do. And how long have you been teaching? Uh, this is my sixth year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it's, uh, it's been a ride, you know, and, and really there's no way I could have run CMD like I, I am, you know, if I was still a mechanic, you know, I was working 70 hours yeah. a week, usually, you know, I'm like most yeah. people. Yeah. But I just, I find it interesting. A lot of times you, when I talk to uh, people that have been drifting for a long time, um, very seldom do you see like, drifting actually shaped your career path in life. You know, I think that's kind of interesting. That's an interesting story. Uh, a lot of guys come from previous motorsports, whether, especially now you got a lot of guys come from motor motocross, like uh, Connor O'Sully and, and um, Alec Hunterdale and all these guys, and a lot of the more, I'm sure way more than that came from these uh, extreme, extreme motorsports yeah. and just seem to really adapt and take off um, in, in the, in the, uh, and as their career in drifting and just be able to adapt and, and be like, have to have that, not have that fear, right. It's that are unlocked from the fear because it's much safer than what they were doing before. So it's, it's, it's cool to see, but the question I want to ask you, so I mean, you've been, you've been watching and around drifting since 2006, right? Yes, um, sir. If you can look back and think, do you think drifting has progressed the way you thought it might have, or you think maybe it exceeded your expectations or were you even thinking about it? That's a, that's a good question. You know, what I think it is, I think it's just more spread out now. You know what I mean? Like back with streetwise, there wasn't many other events like that. So those events were really popping, you know, like some people argue with me, Oh, you know, I tell them like drifting's the number one grown sport, you know, motorsport. I'm like, it's crazy. Like it's just growing. Like not really events back in like 2011 and 12 were bigger. I'm like, no, it's just, it's a little bit more spread out now, but I still see it growing every year. I do more and more yeah. drivers, more spectators, you know, I, I don't see it going away. That's for sure. And 
I'm, I'm happy, you know, like, and that's my main goal with all this. I just, I want to see drifting be as big as NASCAR. That's like my ultimate goal, yes. man. You know, like yeah. I'm, I'm supportive of every organization, everyone doing events. Like I'm all about it, man. You know, let's just grow the scene. Yeah. Where do you see the future of competitive drifting going? Well, I hope it's going somewhere because I took a big dive this year. So, um, you know what I mean? But I, I, I hope, you know, I, I would like to see, I don't know, more more big money events. I mean, that's that's what the drivers want, obviously. Um, even the grassroots series, I want it all, man. I, want, I love competition. That's me. And it's weird. I feel like it was like comp, then just bash stuff, and now comps are really yeah. coming back. You know, like yeah, – yeah, yeah. You know, it's like now, all right, all these guys spend a lot of money and time on their builds and seat time. And now it's like, all right, now let's see who's the best, you know. And well, I, I think comps are great, man. You're going to line up against someone that you may not ever ask to do tandem, right? You might be forced to go drive with them, and that might be your next new best pal, you know. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what I love about this sport. Yeah, that was one of the things that um, when we first heard about clutch kickers, right? Uh, clutch kickers has kind of like a, a place in our hearts, right? Cause we, we were, we got, uh, we had the privilege to be a part of it, um, for a few years and watch it just the success from us. And, and really, in all honesty, we went, we were major doubters, right? Because when clutch kickers came out, COVID was going down. Um, yeah. and some would say COVID actually helped because I think the majority of the clutch kickers audience was a live stream audience. Because mm-hmm. um, you go to events and, and there were there was a good amount of people there, but it wasn't the thousands upon thousands that were watching it worldwide that made it that phenomenon. But also they came out of nowhere with this cash payouts that were just not, a, you know, was unheard of. And now you're seeing, I mean, you're, you guys are giving away a good amount of money for your series. And it's it's great to see that. And one would wonder why it took clutch kickers to 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 come out with such a series that even surpassed Formula Drift, right? It's when it comes right. to payouts. And and then now people are like, oh well, you know, if this the clutch kickers can do it. How come Formula Drift's not doing it? What are your thoughts about the the payout thing? I mean, do you think that should have been happening a long time ago? Or you know, how and how are you even able to like that's a lot. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of investment. I mean, what are your thoughts just on payouts and drifting um in in these like smaller events versus these pro events. I know it is crazy. That always like boggled my mind. You know, I would go to road a and watch the event and go to the celebration. I'm like how much are these guys getting for the winnings? And I'm like, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like what's, what's first place now, you know, five know, grand or something like know. that. I think it's like five yeah. grand, you know, it's, it's nothing crazy. I mean, these cars have what hundred grand for these cars now. And I think we, we did the numbers. I sat down with Jackson one time. We were hashing out the numbers, the spectators, and how much they're probably bringing in on a Road Atlanta weekend. And it was in the millions. Wow. Yeah. You know, because wow. you figure how many, you know? you know, how many thousands upon thousands of people are coming in. It was, it was like up and over the million dollar range. Now, I don't know. We don't, obviously, we don't know the books, right? But right. if you've been to a Road Atlanta event, you know, it's probably one of the most insane events in the series. Yes. Yeah. It it is kind of surprising. I mean, I'm I'm sure that operation costs a lot, though. Like you said, the books, yeah, they do have a right. Of I mean, they got it going on, right? But I mean, we're gonna make it happen. That the only way that this 50k series is possible is with Clean Culture's big car show. You know, what I mean, they bring the spectators, man. 
They do. Their their event at Lanier last year, he told me had about 500 show cars and like easily 2,500 uh-huh. people. You know, like that's that's nuts. You know, to me, yeah. to, to go out there and drift in front of a crowd like that, that's that's got to get you going. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of the same thing that we experienced here with uh, Fuel Fest came down. Yeah. Because they brought a lot of spectators. Oh, to it, it was, I think they had a count last year, Fuel Fest at uh, the um, South Florida Fairgrounds in West Palm Beach. It was almost eight thousand people, and they had wow. ludicrous. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, we did a we did the live stream for them over the drift paddock and walked around, did some interviews, and then um, I, I got uh, hired to do the announcing as the MC on the main stage. Um, and they brought ludicrous in. Um, what's his name? The basketball player, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was there because what? I mean they have the pool, right? It's Fast and Furious. They have. Cody Walker is the one that runs it. So they have the pool, right? These guys can come in. Tyrese can come in and and come out there, and it brings people. But that was the biggest event that we've seen in this area in a long time where, like you said, you got this car show, massive car show, brings these people, and then they were able to do drift. Now, there wasn't a drift competition. It was more just like a practice day. And um, on the 25th, they're they're coming back down again. So I I assume it's going to be just as big as it was last year. Uh, yeah, with the with the turnout and everything like that, but it's great to see, and I think that's something that's needed. I I, I mean, I love drifting, and I'm sure a lot of drifters don't want to have people walking through their pits, right? That don't know anything about drifting. Yeah. I mean, I can see how that could that's irritating. Um, I think I even had stuff stolen from the track from probably spectators coming through my pit and everything because you're away from the car. But it's building the um, audience. It's making new fans. People that maybe have only ever seen drifting on well, takeover videos. Well, that was the funny thing is when I was going to get food at Fuel Fest, I was listening to these people talk about the drifting. He was like, what do you think the favorite thing is here? I mean, oh, the drifting. The drifting is definitely the best thing. That's the first time I've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. And they were they were talking about trying to get in because they were giving away ride-along passes, oh, yeah. you remember? Mm-hmm. And they were trying to figure out, oh, how do we get a ride-along? They were really excited about the drifting. So it's definitely cool when you have like uh, the clean culture uh, events and uh, um, the collaboration collaboration events where you get these people that wouldn't normally go to a drift event involved Mm -hmm. in drifting. So, yeah, so that's great what you're doing. And and I'm definitely rooting for you guys to have more and more success because it's only going to build a fan base, um, increase the scene and increase the vendors that want to make parts for the cars it, you know what I'm saying? It's everybody wins at the at the right. end of the day, and that's and that's what we need to do. So, you know, hats off to you. It's it's not easy. It's not no. easy, and you have to sacrifice what you love to do. You really want to be driving. You don't want to be I out know. there, and, you know, I and know. watch the people drift. So, but it so, is great. The, it is great to host that day, though, man. And all the guys just come up and thank you, and they had a great time. You know, it, it means a lot. It does. It's good. But yeah, I mean, the car show thing. You know, we used to have Nopi. Remember Nopi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nopi. Dude, yeah I used Nopi to go up there every year. Right? We had Nopi in Myrtle Beach, and that was like the closest thing to that kind of atmosphere, and it was great. You know, and and then after that slammed enough pre-meet deal, I did it with a drift event, and I had thousand people. I was like, all right, this is where it's at. You gotta get the car show people and the drifting people together because yeah. people don't want to just look at car show stuff all day. You know, they want to check out the drifting and vice versa. You don't want to just look at drifting all day. Like you want to go check out some cool cars too. So yeah. I, I just think it's a win-win for everybody, you know, but I, I got to give um, big props to Nick Turzo from clean culture for taking the dive with me. Cause you think about it, he's still going to have 
his spectators, his 500 show cars, you know, he's still getting that. He was like, why should I give away $10,000 at these events? Right. You know, when it's like, how much more is it going to benefit us? You know, but he, he sees the vision and, um, you know, I just hope, hope it goes well. <laughs> That's it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. How is it finding, um, volunteers? Cause I know volunteers make up a major portion. Do you, a lot of drivers volunteer or is that, do you have a good set of volunteers? Um, I, I have a great crew, you know, I really okay. do, man. I got friends that have been driving with me for a long time and, you know, they just, they come to pretty much all my events, do whatever they got to do and just help me out. You know, usually I don't need to ask for local volunteers. Usually my crew is coming with me. So that's not okay. so bad. And then like these big ones with clean culture, you know, he brings a lot of help too, you know, but as far as running the drift show, like we got that, you know? Okay. Um, so how did this come about? Did they approach you or did you approach them? Uh, and how was that all sorted out? Um, so last year, you know, he, uh, clean culture did one in Charlotte and, uh, you know, I hit them up cause after the, that crazy event I had from the slam to nothing, I was just looking around for car show companies and stuff like that. A local friend of mine gave me his contact, followed up with him. He was interested, you know, a couple phone calls, you know, he's from New York. I'm from New York. We get along, you know what I mean? Bada boom. And <laughs> next thing you know, we're lining up crazy stuff because he wanted to do events with me this year. He was like, hey, I like how you ran Charlotte. It was smooth. Um, you know, I, I like your brand. You know, let's 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 keep this going. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, so we we're going to do some more events that I could do with him. But then when I found out Clutch Kickers was out, I was like, there's a big vacancy there. There is. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like I'm just trying to take that away from them. I'm just trying to no. fill the void. You know, you got a lot of cars and people built this programs for a series like that. And now there's nothing. Yeah. You know, it's exactly. like, like, yeah, you can go up north. Like, there's a couple up north, I know. You know, but that's, that's. Far drive too, man. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, the thing with clean culture—he's already got all these cool venues. You know, he already mm-hmm. had them. He's already got them lined mm-hmm. up. I'm like, bro, let's do some comps at these. You know, he's he's got some nice stuff, man. He does. Hmm. Um, did you have some? No, no, go ahead. Oh, no. Okay. So you got together with them, and and this is going to be your first full season with them. And this, this, and hopefully many more seasons to come because you're right. Clutch kickers not being around this year did leave a void, and even in Florida, right? Um, it, in all honesty, when Clutch Kickers came down to <clears throat> Freedom Factory, it was great that Cletus and the Clutch Kicker crew were able to get the next season going on. Of course, there was a lot of bad weather. That weather was really the the killer yeah. for their last year's last season, but it's still kind of lost a little bit of its um, charisma coming from coming from the Emerald, Emerald Coast, Coast Dragway yeah. over to the Freedom Factory. A lot of guys didn't like the bank. Um, a lot of guys didn't want to drive further down into Florida. They lost a lot of drivers that were – because that Panhandle, Florida is a good area to be because you don't have to drive all the way down into the, 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 pit. the pit that we're all in. It's, 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 like, it's like everything, all the all the garbage kind of just flows down. If you look at the map, it's, just, it's like a natural sewer. But, but it's our sewer, and we love it. Uh, but it, had, you know, it, it was, yeah, it was, it was in an area that uh, made it accessible for guys coming from Texas 
and uh, you know, Tennessee and Georgia and the Carolinas. So it was great to be a part of that when it was there. And uh, hopefully, I, I know there's talks of them trying to open up something, or maybe rumors that they'll get Emerald Coast Dragway back again. But it, it's great that you, uh, it, you know, and on it, all honesty, even if Clutch Kickers does come back next year, that shouldn't prevent you from doing what you're doing. I don't know, man. That's a tough. That's a tough question. You know, what I mean, because we'll just have to see how the season goes. And there's only so many drivers to fill those kind of events. You know, what I mean, yeah. truly, it. Do do you really see having? I mean, face it, right now with me, what Riverside? They're giving away a ton of money, and yeah. then the gam, and then the gambler. You know, you got three already. Now let's throw back KK back in the mix, and I gotta give them props, man. They they ran a great show. You know, I used to love mm-hmm. watching the live stream. I'm like, dude, this is this is better than FD. You know, I I, I, th- <laughs> I thought I'm like, this is this is fantastic. Right. You know, so it's gonna be tough. If they come back swinging. I don't know. We'll just have to reevaluate and see if it's worth yeah. it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned the other series, and I just want to ask: is how do you plan to stand out, and and also what? Why should drivers participate in your series? Okay, that's a, that's a good one. I would say, besides the money, I mean, going to a big show like that with a lot of spectators, I think that's a good draw. Um, I am going to have live stream, you know, I'm going to, I have some sponsors lined up for additional prizes. Um, you know, we're going to do paid ride alongs after the event, you know, make some money back, try and throw in some different stuff. You know, we are doing the tire limit, you know, I, I think that kind of levels out the playing field a little bit. Um, so I hope, you know what I mean? And then like the courses I'm laying out, I want to do more technical, you know, so the lower horsepower guys can hang, but yeah, I mean, I think I have a good, pretty good reputation. If you know any drivers have been any of my events, they they usually have a good time, and hopefully I win them over and keep coming back, man. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So so walk us through an, uh, uh, a catch my drift event. Um, you go into tech, or maybe not an event, but um, this series, right? Yeah. What are some of the uh, well, you're not doing you're not doing qualifying, right? Right, you're not doing qualifying. So yeah, so so lead us through, walk through the process. Yeah. Walk through the process of how you came up with some of the rules, the tire rule, the no um, uh, qualifying. You know, kind of walk us through what inspired uh, the layout of this event. Sure, I mean most of the these events are one day, so there's no way we we could do qualifying. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, there's just not enough time. Sure, maybe if I limit to 32 drivers, but we really want to do more than that. And honestly, I mean, qualifying is just boring. I mean, yeah, it really, it, it, it is. And it, it takes a long time mm-hmm. and then people complain about it, you know, mm-hmm. and then who knows that car breaks on the way back to the pits and then he gets a buy anyway. It's just to yes. me, like I ran a, I ran a good comp, uh, this last year up in Raleigh, a little grassroots thing. I did uh 32 random draw and everyone loved it because it was mm-hmm. just like, action boom 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 you know what i mean and the event was over pretty quick you know or the competition was over quick and we got back to the fun runs you know so we just felt like that 48 was a good number i know yeah people are gonna get buys but the best driver of the day is gonna win i mean that's yeah. that's just that's, that's just how i feel you yeah. know i mean so, i just like i looked at my list i'm like dude there's eight 10 12 like really good drivers that yeah you're you're gonna have to beat to to win the show you know, yeah. so that was it. The tire size, you know, the tire size, I thought 265 was good. Uh, fielding Shredder, when he came out to my AMS event, 
he was the the biggest pusher for the 265. Like he was like, dude, I run out my Z, you know, stock three or stock three fifty Z, two sixty five, and you know, other drivers there. And he just tells us like, do two sixty five, you have too much grip, pump up the air pressure. And you know, I can get a two sixty five tire on you know, Kenda for like a hundred and ten, hundred and fifteen dollars. And sometimes that's cheaper than a two thirty five or a two twenty five or whatever else you want to run. It just seems like that two sixty five is a good mid ground, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do um so how are you gonna do qualifying? You're gonna do a random draw? Like Yep. Yep, just random draw. Yeah, uh I I'm thinking that the driver's meeting. Either I'm going to put numbers face down, and as you come in, you just pick it up, and there's your draw. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, how you doing? What's your name? Boom, there's your number. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Here's a cookie from my mom. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, seriously, I I plan on having my mom make some amazing baked goods. The drivers, I did that at Atlanta, man. She does a a great job. And, you know, I just uh, try to make it lively, fun, safe. But, you know, time – Time is short, you know, like we got to get to the show. So I think just eliminating that is going to be the easiest way. So we'll do that driver's meeting, tell you who you're lined up against later, go out and practice for the day and let's mm-hmm. get the show on the road. Uh, are, are the rules set for the whole year or do, are you going to have it be adjustable uh, as the series progresses? Like, for instance, let's say the 265, for whatever reason, doesn't work out. Not okay. saying that it will, won't, whatever, but let's say you want to like make adjustments where it's like, okay, we'll accept 275 or we're going to switch it up to 285 or something like that. Or another part of the uh, uh, rules where instead of a 200 protest fee, it could go up to 300 because it seems like everybody is it, protesting. People start to <laughs> abuse the system. So are you going to have the rules be flexible or are you set for the whole year? So. That's a good one right there. Um, now that I got some judges on board, I'm going to let them kind of put their influence or their opinion into that, you know, and kind of agree upon what, what we should do. Like I've already talked to the judges. Like one was kind of like, hey, maybe we should do open qualifying format. You know, we just run them for an hour or two and pick out numbers. And I'm like, I'm not crazy about that, honestly. Because you might get a guy, hey, you didn't see this one run I did. Yeah, exactly. You know, what I mean? yeah. Th- that's how it goes. Because I've done that before. But I mean, yeah. I, if everyone complains, I, like I listen to drivers, and the drivers meeting, I tell everybody, listen, if something sucks, if I suck, tell me I suck. All right, don't go on the internet and blast it all over the place. Just come up to me and talk to me, and t- and give me your opinion. Like I, I value the drivers' opinions very highly. You know, and I, I'm, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. And, you know, I just want to put on the best event possible for these drivers. You know, they're putting a ton of time and money and effort into these things. I just want them to have, like, the best day possible, you know. Mm-hmm. Who are who are the judges? Oh, good one. All right. Mm-hmm. So, and this hasn't been announced yet. I was saving oh, it for this. You don't I have to. You no, I was saving it oh. for you guys. Oh, sweet. Oh, well, sweet. Yeah. 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 Save it for the live stream or the podcast, you know. So the first one is um my longtime friend. He's he's my partner that left the MB Drift crowd with me and started CMD. There would not be CMD without Nate Roberts. Like he's my boy. Mm-hmm. He's been driving for a long time. He's done pro ams. Uh, he's a hyperfest featured driver. You know, okay. he's done clinics with me. Um, and I just I just feel like we think 
pretty close. Like any call he makes up there, I would probably agree with. And right. he's going to be at every event. So it's like my official CMD judge. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I put him up there. Like I think he's good. And then I want two consistent judges for each round and then have a guest judge for each round. You know, wherever oh, area okay. we're in, get a guest judge. I thought that was cool. Spice it up. Um, they might bring different spectators, different drivers to it. Mm-hmm. So my my second consistent judge, I'm definitely got him locked in for the first one, and I'm working on getting the rest. But we're getting Reese, Reese Marin. Oh, so, yeah, Reese is yeah, great. Yeah, Reese is, yeah, great. Re- Reese is coming down. I think the world of him. You know, I kind of looked at his history. I'm like, all right, this this dude knows what's up. You yeah, know what I mean? No, so. Yeah, I definitely value Reese. So that was that was big, you know, to get him to come down all the way from Pennsylvania. You know, that's that's far. Mm-hmm. So we'll fly him in, but he's worth it, right? Um, so it was good. And then Atlanta, you know, you got a lot of pick from Atlanta. There's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. going on in Atlanta, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was good. Uh, Dustin Miles, you know, Dustin Miles, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he's helped me out quite a bit, and he put forth a suggestion to me, put me in contact with uh, Greg. What was it? Busell? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. He Greg, did the first yeah. season of Clutch Kickers. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I talked to Greg, and, I mean, it's right in his backyard. You know, he's yeah. already got a couple of his guys going out already. And, uh, yeah, he is real receptive to it and likes what's going on. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be, like, our first one for the first round. I mean, if he wants to carry on the second round, I, I'd love to have him, too. You know, his – all these guys, really, like, the experience they have, the knowledge mm-hmm. – very good. And I knew how important a good judge is, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's the worst job. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I got, no, it is I, the worst job. I don't know if don't you guys judge work, but oh yeah, that's yeah. that's terrible, you know. So they can have at it though. I'll just uh yeah. I'll make sure everyone else has got water and staying hydrated and nothing crazy's going on. Well, well I think Reese can fend off anybody. Yeah, think, Reese is uh, pretty uh he's pretty hardcore. He can handle himself. Yeah. Uh, he seems he like ha- it. I mean, all three yeah. of them. You know what I mean? I think I think they'll just be fine. You know, and the protesting deal. Like I wanna kind of be the person in between the judges and the protests. You know, come yeah. see me, kinda of let me know your thoughts. But you know, I'll have that that petition out, cash money. You know, if you want to protest, go ahead, you know, but same kind of thing with other series. You know, we only got the live stream guys I got, you know, the drone shots and stuff like that. That's what the judges see. Right. And their eyes. And that's what they're going to base the calls off of. You know, I'll be coming up with some GoPro footage or your buddy's cell phone stuff. Like, sorry. That's that's what, yeah. You get a lot of that uh, at the uh, running to the judges stage. I got a picture of uh, you know, yeah. I got a better shot. Oh, of I got this. a better shot no, of this. You yeah, only no, use no, official no. footage. Yeah, I mean we we saw a lot of that. And then are you? Do you have somebody that's going to be that buffer between the judges, or is that going to be you? Yeah, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna I, I would I would like to be. Um, if not, you know, I'll have one of my other crew members do it. But we'll make sure there's a buffer there so they can't just storm up to the judging mm-hmm. tower. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, the first venue is nice. They got a skybox, you know, air oh, conditions. You, you know, we can shut the doors. So they can't just come in. So yeah. that'll be easy. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's that's, that's definitely a good idea because of uh, all the different instances of yeah. either the spotter or somebody from the crew yeah, or the driver themselves or just everybody just like from rushing the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the tower. Just, yeah. And that's the other thing too. You got to make sure that they're 
uh, at a good location. Also, uh, you remember um, spy devices, uh, recording oh, devices? Oh, that's right. Remember yes. that? Yes, I remember found that. found a recording device in the drugs judge's booth. Oh, yeah. yeah they did. Yeah. They found somebody <laughs> put a recording device yeah, in the judge's booth. Yeah. 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 Believe that, well, right? Yeah. Well, I'll have to look out for that. <laughs> Dang, you've man. You've been warned. Yeah, yeah, you've been warned. Yeah. Um, I got I got something for you. Maybe kind of throw you off the car thing. So, I, are you still doing milk testing? What's milk that? Yes. Milk testing competitions. Milk testing? Yeah, I saw. I, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna research this guy. He got oh a my video. gosh, dude! You saw that video? <laughs> oh my god, man! Uh, what was wow, that? Wow, that's gotta on be there? almost. That's gonna be like almost twenty years old. That's funny, man. I'm I'm just glad that you didn't find the other videos of me on the internet that I had to take down. No, I stop. I stopped there. I stopped there. Is there there was some wild stuff back in the day that I ain't gonna lie. I had to take down because I became a teacher. You know, I was young once. I was young once too. You know what I mean? Well, at least the milk was still in glasses. It wasn't coming out the teats. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good no, time, so man. Like having... Yo, we should have done that tonight. You should just ran. Hey, I, I, yeah, some random right. milk. Let's figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, that no, that's good, man. That's good. It's good. It's good to see. It's good to, that's you know that's what I like about meeting other drivers and people from other areas is getting to know each other and just have a blast, right? Laughing and just talking about cars, but it ain't always about cars. A lot of times about family, right? Yeah. Having a good time with the family and, and, and just, you know, a lot of times we go to events like a good friend of mine, Chris Jackson, he runs the U S drift circuit events and uh, his mom and his dad, just like you are always at the events. And it's like, I go out there and, it's Mama Jackson, right? And and then I'll go to his shop and I'll hang out and Mama Jackson will be hanging out there. And she was like, hey, Tim, you know, why do you do this for? Like, what, what do you guys do? All this money and all this investment and you just, and you know, and just go on and on. And it's just that, it's just great. Like, it, it's, it just adds to everything. And and we always look back and, and say, yeah, those were the good old days. But, man, we got many, many, many memories to come. That we're yeah. gonna look back, you know, five, six years from now, hopefully ten years from now. As long as I can push a clutch pedal in, I'm gonna be around. <laughs> so I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a question regards to um, something that we witnessed on the website. Now, is US Drift involved with the series at all? Because one of the forms that we came across had the US Drift uh, logo on it. Oh, the was it the tech? I think it was yeah, a tech so, um, or something. That's good. So Brian Egger, dude, the godfather of drift organization. You know, big shout out to Brian. Uh, so I'm actually like a chapter of US Drift. You know, oh, so okay. when we, yeah, when we left the Speedway, it's hard to get insurance for drift events. Imagine that, right? It's tough. And um, my buddy Keith Johnson was like, why don't you have Brian Egger? I was like, the Formula Drift judge? Like, that guy like is he even gonna talk to me and uh dude he he's fantastic man he's helped me out so much he's like a mentor uh so i use his tech sheet right because i have to for my events now it's really for my my other events outside of clean culture like all these clean culture ones like a separate insurance policy it's like all him right Mm -hmm. but i figure that tech sheet if you should at least pass that that's like a basic tech you know what i mean that's that's as basic as it can get so i kind of use that but yeah you know definitely uh promote him work with him you know some you know i do hyperfest with him this year again but yeah we did a vir event that was a blast 
you know, separate from Hyperfest. That was a good time, mm-hmm. you know, but he's solid, man. I got kind of like a two-part question. And one is that are all of the venues going to have adequate space for the drivers with the trailers? And some of the trailers, obviously, they could camp in it. So will the drivers be able to camp with the trailers at the at the venues? Okay. Yeah. So actually, Lanier just got back to me about that. They can park their rigs the night before and sleep in them if they wish. They're actually going to have a Friday night drift the night before for extra practice. So oh. if you like to do that, um, you can sign up for that and it gets you inside the facility and you can stay that way. So that's nice. Um, Florence should not be a problem at all with that kind of stuff. They have plenty of room. You know, that track is really good with us. I've done events out there with them before. As far as the rest beyond that, I'm not 100% sure. Like Charlotte, I, I'm not I'm not too sure about that one or the others really. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm, I doubt AMS because I've done a couple of events with AMS and they always told me no. Like, you know, okay. vehicles can't come here night before, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. How's Dominion Raceway? I've never been. I okay. can't wait, though. It looks it looks sick. Okay. It yeah. Because I don't think I've ever seen an event there. Uh, US Drift did a pro-am there. I oh, think okay. 16 or 17. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It looks it looks really fun now. Okay. So looking forward to that one. It's just far from me though. That's like almost eight hours. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, do you, because we had a debate over here about this. Do you think $200 is enough for the protest fee? <laughs> I think so. You know, I would say if I was putting up 20 grand per event, that number might go up, but yeah. some of these drivers that are going, they're my friends and I know they ain't got more than $200 for that day. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I, I ain't gonna lie to you, buddy. They're eating hot dogs from the gas station and sleeping in their mm-hmm. truck. You know, I I know they ain't gonna have more than that. Yeah, it's just now, tough. As far, you know, yeah. As far as um media, like people trying to come there, do you have set media, or are you are you pretty much free range? As many people want to come, as long as they sign up. So all the media has to be approved through Clean Culture, as far as that kind of stuff goes. But on okay. track stuff. I do have NBK, uh, Merle Beach Quads here locally with me. They do live stream with some other organizations too. Do a fantastic job. I mean, that's a lot of the media you're you're going to need as far as drone and video and stuff like that. They'll do additional uh, media packages if someone wants one. And then I got a few select photographers that I'm hiring. You know, to be inside the the track itself taking pictures. You know, I don't want just anyone that that's got a decent camera and a vest right. being on track at this kind of event. You know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah, can be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in regards to the live stream, where can people tune in for that? Is it going to be YouTube, Facebook, or all of the above? Uh, right now they're looking into making sure they can split it. They do the YouTube and the Facebook at the same time. Uh, if not, I would probably lean towards YouTube cause I think it's more universal. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Facebook, Facebook to me, it seems like Facebook, the numbers are kind of going off. Yeah, yeah, they are, man. Like it's all Instagram for me now. Like I look at my, yeah. you know, the meta business suite and kind of see your interactions. And it's just a lot of it's Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Only thing I go on Facebook for is marketplace. That's yeah. that's everybody yeah. now. That's yeah. it. Cause other than that, now it's all ads and just stuff you don't really want to see, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of gone downhill, honestly. Yeah. Well, 
I wonder what's going to be. I mean, right now it's Instagram. Who knows what's next to come? Uh, I wish it would just take Marketplace outside and it's just like yeah, go just, yeah, solo. Market, yeah, Marketplace branch off in his own <laughs> thing. Yeah. No, you're right, man. I mean, because that's what everyone uses it for. Hmm. All right. Um, as far as the um, events, people want to purchase tickets. I mean, you want to basically have them go to your website, the cmdrift.com. Uh, CM Drift. So for these, the 50Ks though, it's all be clean culture, you know, cleanculture.events.com. Okay. You know, you get your spectator, you want to do the car show, you want to register for the drift. That's going to be all through them, man. Yeah. Are they doing pit passes for drivers for pit crew or is it just when you purchase a driver, it's a driver only? I, it's all driver only. Yeah. Okay. All right. And um, will you be announcing the, will you be announcing the um, drivers list or is there, that? So, that that one's kind of tough. So I got the list, right? And this is what I get worried about. If I put out all the big boys, then it might scare away some of the smaller ones. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, so I've kind of been holding back on some of them. Like I put out mm-hmm. some, but there's a few in there. I'm like, if I put this guy out, you know, it might deter some of the other well, ones. I'm not like, and bother, man. And that's it, you know? So yeah. as, as I get these little flyers from Clean Culture, you know, I put them out. Um, but I gotta say, you know, seems like everyone's on level of 400 horsepower and up, you know, that's mm-hmm. good. This yeah. is what you seems know, like everyone's gonna be like at least 400. Yeah. And if you, you said you're going to try to focus on keeping the tracks, um, technical as possible to try to help the lower horsepower guys. I will tell you from our experience at clutch kickers, there are a lot of under horsepower guys and there are yeah, actually Brian some, Boch- Brian huh? Boccia, Brian. Boccia, yeah. I mean, there are some drivers that took out other drivers that, that we didn't think. I mean, Ryan Acevedo got taken out by a lower horsepower driver that one that one round. Yeah. And we've seen Dirk Stratton almost get get a handed to him by somebody G thirty five G thirty five sedan sedan right. So, um, I found the vast majority of guys with the lower horsepower often are excited to drive against these other guys that may be intimidating for a lot of drivers because you you want to see how you stack up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and just the level of driving has changed to where your competition is going to have probably if if not the same but better battles than round one, round two of Formula Drift, right from back then because the the the, com- the competitiveness and the way the drivers are utilizing um, different tools like sim rigs and everything, you're seeing these drivers progress very quickly yeah when you go to clutch kickers clutch kickers and uh even um the u.s drift circuit stuff and i know you're gonna have some fierce battles at this at these events if you get a chance go back and watch some around one around or season one season two of the formula drift and right. you'll be like wow it's like the wood the, the skill level is is the way the game is just upped is so much it's so incredible Incredible the level of competition, um, but real quick question. I meant to ask this earlier. Um, do you mess around with the sim rigs at all, dude? Oh my gosh, I've what did I try the other day. I did some virtual reality goggles. You know, try, just tried it. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I get motion sickness real yeah. bad. The new Golden Eye or the old Golden Eye came out on Switch. I can't even play that man. I throw up like <laughs> yeah, pretty okay. quick. Yeah, I just yeah. can't handle it. But I'll, I'll get in a drift car, no problem. You yeah, know, I'll yeah, do yeah. the real deal, but mm, I, I just can't. 
I'm yeah, old. No, I That's what it is, man. I'm just old. I'm I'm right there with you, man. I went and I was like spinning out like crazy. I'm like, well, I I, I can't take it anymore. This, <laughs> and I would, didn't even have the the goggles on. It yeah. was just regular uh, screens with um a spark uh, spark spark speed shops. Yeah. And oh When yeah, I went to his right. shop there, he, he threw me on the sim rig. So. Yeah. Um, hmm. are all of the or actually how how soon would the layouts be published? Uh, for the events, is it? Do you have a time frame, or is it all going to be published all at once? So, like Lanier, right? Lanier has some restrictions of their facility. You know, like some areas they don't want drifted on. So we got a couple guys going out there this weekend to kind of test some stuff out, and we should have we should have the layout pretty soon after that. Uh, we already have some good ideas. You know, now I got the judges. I'm putting getting their input. Um, so that, sh- that should be out pretty soon, but I will say round two at Florence Motor Speedway, there's really only one layout that works there, you know, and I, I could, I'm going to put that out pretty quick after round one. You know, I mean, you could check out any of my YouTube videos from there like that. That one's going to be fast. I mean, it's just an oval, you know, we're just going to send it like it's that one be pretty quick. Okay. Uh, in regards to one more times, is it going to be uh, two runs or is it going to be something that well, something different and unique? And I mentioned that because the first was it the first, first year? season, uh, first, first season, season clutch of clutch kickers, kickers was a one run one more time, which was we were like, what? I, I kind of liked it. It was different. Did you? It was <sighs> weird. I remember that too. I don't know. I I like two two runs. I mean, I know yeah, it takes me a little bit more time, but you got to give that guy both sides. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. That's, I, I mean, I get it. I'm going. It's like tr- it was different. I thought it was different. Yeah, it, it is. It is. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was different. Maybe a little too different. <laughs> I mean, if I would probably do that at not as a big, you know, prize event. You know, if oh, I had yeah, just a, yeah. a regular little comp, you know, fifteen hundred dollar prize, I kind of like that. Actually, I might, I might do that this year for my one in Raleigh in the summer. Maybe yeah. I'll do that. You should do callouts too. <laughs> I love I callouts. Yeah, I love callouts. You know, Dustin Miles told me to do that. He's like, bro, instead of doing the buy run deal, why don't you just let drivers call out other drivers for the first, you know, round? Yeah, you know, top yeah. forty eight. And I was like, we could, but I just don't want. Drama, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but you, you film it, you put it on all. YouTube, and and everybody will love it. It'll be, it'll be uh, <laughs> something to look forward to. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, I'm all about like wrestling and stuff, and call outs and making it a show. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, like, we've, why, we've, why yeah, we've been talking about it, that for a long time. Like, do a Survivor Series, but every time I try and get wrestling involved with drifting, everyone's like, no, Joe. No, I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, like I had an amateur wrestling event at one of my drift events. Like after a drift really? was over, we had amateur wrestling. I got in the ring and everything. It was amazing. You know, it was, it was such a good time. Wow. Yeah, That's no, funny. we've been talking about that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, get some chairs out on the track, you know, have managers and stuff like that. <laughs> you know? Right. But, you know, it's, you, you're going to have, that's, and that's one of the things that we talk about, you know, where is drifting going to go? And a lot of people I've heard, and this is something we've, like I said, we've been talking about for a long time. You, you got to build that fan base and get these fans and like Gravedigger, right? With monster trucks, you know, the, the truck has its fan base. And now I don't think monster trucks ever really gotten into trash talking, but it just, it, it just, I think it could break out into a whole nother level of drifting and an entertainment as an entertainment factor, right? You'd still have your, 
your uh, serious drifting competitions, but then branching off and having this like I don't know. I, I think, think it, so? I think it needs to be an exhibition, like I told, like I said last time. It really needs. I like the call out thing. I I think it needs to be. Hey, you got this person that is that you really want to see go against this person, and then see what happens. And it needs to be like a lineup of that type of thing. You know, like eight different battles. Yeah, and it's all that kind of hyped up. Like, oh man, I've so wanted to see this guy drive against this guy, right? And see who wins. Like, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I, I love that. See, I've done that a couple of times. I did grudge matches with uh, Dustin Miles and Joseph Love. I don't know if you remember Joseph oh, yeah. Love. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did, yeah, he did yeah. KK. So they yeah. they've had two grudge matches with me, and you know that did build some hype. It, it, yeah. it did. That that helped. And even back in the early days, right? Like me and another driver, we we did that. We went on the forums. This is before Facebook and all that, oh, you know. Yeah. yeah. And we would yeah. talk. We would talk trash to each other on the forums to build excitement. But in reality, like we were friends. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. if you can find it, there's even a, a video of me dressed up like wrestlers with all my drifting friends, like way back <laughs> in the day. I'll, yeah. I'll shoot it to you guys later if you want to check it out. It's pretty funny. Yeah. But that's we called it the call out video. You know, and we called out all kinds of companies and big drivers. I, I don't know, but I like that idea though to do just exhibitions, like you said, do like eight exhibitions for him. Yeah. You know, and then you yeah. have like your heavy, you have your heavyweight battle at the end. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's the future because you got to get it to where the the you're bringing in more spectators because that's the thing when we were we were literally leaving clutch kickers and. There, there was a huge event there the next day, and I think it was like a car show or whatever. But it was just they brought so many more spectators than Clutch Kickers could bring, just because it appealed to the grudge match style. Yeah, it, it was a grudge match. I think it was a grudge match yeah, it was style. A drift, speedway drift, it was probably a grudge match um, drag, racing. drag racing, which yeah. brought so much, so many more uh, spectators than uh, than drifting did. So we got to figure. I think we have to figure out some way that the spectators. Or involved in the decision, or, or at least understand the decision, because every time I, I sit in the crowd and listen to them, they just don't understand the technical side of it. They don't, they don't get the minute details. They just like right. this guy won, and that's what they think, and right. they just it gets too boring. It gets too technical. It needs to be less technical, more focused on just a good show. Yeah, and we talked about the um, top ten style. Uh, competition like Street Outlaws. If you ever watch Street Outlaws, how they have the top ten guys, and right? The, the, just something like doing even like a top ten in your area, right? And you have that grudge match, and then who's going to work their way up to the top? And then at the end of the year, they they retire as champion to get a crown, and you move on. I mean, there's a lot of ways to get creative, and and, and I think build anticipation, like yeah. you said, yeah. um, and then get get the word out there. And being there with clean culture, I mean. You, that's that's going to help you. I mean, that's a great way to uh, just segue those people that are coming in for the car show to get in to get into the um, the uh, the world of drifting as a fan. Oh, definitely, definitely, mm -hmm. yeah. But dude, I like this man. Let's set this up, boys. Let's do a pay per view. You know, yeah. find some <laughs> venue. Let's get some grudge matches going. You know, yeah, like I'm yeah. all about it. Yeah, I am. That that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've you've mentioned a couple of times uh, Dustin Miles uh, in our conversation, and and one of the things I also noticed too is uh, he's been a part of uh, some of your events. One of them also was the um, the a K one drift night. 
if I recall correctly. So how often is uh, Dustin Miles involved um, as an advisor, uh, as a friend? And, and uh, you know, what's his take on this? Uh, yeah, he, I mean, he's just a good friend of mine. Uh, you know, I mean, he he's in Atlanta. He's far away, but he's just been very supportive of what I've been doing for a long time. You know what I mean? Like the first one I did with him, um, you know, we mentioned Nopi before, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. the the first big event I ever did was at that abandoned amusement park. And instead of calling it Nopi, I called it Jopi. Right. And, <laughs> and, Might as well. and, but, but it wasn't because of me. I mean, a little bit, I'm of course I'm yeah. running the show. Right. So, but it was really because of Joe love and that grudge match with miles. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. So that, that's how we did, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that will work out that way. Uh, so what else can drivers and spectators, uh, what else can they expect, uh, this year for the uh, 50k series? Uh, you know, he's clean culture is going to be doing burnout competitions. Like I said, that paid uh, ride along deal. So you go for a ride with these guys, you know, Nick's got all kinds of stuff going over there with the music car show, the girls that I can't really have at my events, you know, that kind what, of what, stuff. What? So, girls. You know, you know, the, the models, all that yeah. stuff that I, that I can't hire. So, um, <laughs> You know, I, I think it's just got everything around. Like he's talking about doing raffles, uh, probably you know the limbo stuff. Just mm-hmm. whatever yeah. we can do to to build that excitement. Hmm. Okay, and so obviously you have the uh, social media uh, handles, and and where can people go to uh, follow along this year? Here, I'm I'm having a hard time hearing you. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. Here we go. I just raised it. Okay. Can you say that again? The the um the social media channels and, and handles that uh people can use to follow along for the series this year. Yeah, just uh, my social media. I mean just the CMD catch my drift. I know it's not it's like kind of long, so I know I need to work on that. Even a hashtag CMD is kind of gonna get lost with some other stuff. Um mm. I know that that's, you know, that social media thing has been quite the challenge for me. You know, I can run an event, but I am not a marketing guru or a social media uh, expert at all. Like, I think I've done Mm -hmm. decent for just your average Joe, but it's uh, that stuff I'm still learning. You know what I mean? Um, I do have a friend of mine. He took the meta course and that, that helped a good bit. And he ran my social media for a little while and then he did way better job than I did, but he just had to take a little break for a little while. So it's been me and it's kind of been lame, but I'm working on it. I'm working, I'm working. It's all about the reels, bro. Let's be real. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's, yeah. it's all about the reels, you know? And yeah. That, that's why I get like, I know a friend right now, he, he puts up a reel like every three days and he went from, he gained like 10,000 followers in one year. And he's just yeah. a stunt bike rider, you know, just reels. So it's, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, I haven't figured that out either. But I'm like you. I, I'm not. Yeah, no, that's not my forte. Yeah, you know, and that, and you have so many now: TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram. Yeah, you, you know, like what what one do you pick? You know, and you think <laughs> about it, you, you think about your demographic, though, right? I mean, we do get that yeah. data. I mean, it's sixteen to thirty-five year old men, right? And it's really yeah. probably like sixteen to thirty. You know, what yeah. what platform are they on? Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you right now, Instagram 
when I tell my kids to get on my Instagram, you know, like or follow whatever, they're like, okay, grandpa. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like bro, they, they don't even care about Instagram anymore. It's TikTok yeah. and Snapchat. And to get on those in front of them, like maybe not so much TikTok, but Snapchat, it's going to cost you money. How are you going to yeah. get across them on Snapchat? You know, so that's it's been quite the challenge, you know. Um, is there anything else you have yet to announce that you're still sort of uh, holding uh, onto close so that way then you could kind of finalize it and announce it later. I'm I'm sorry, you're breaking up. Yeah, sorry. Um, is there anything else you have yet to announce? Oh, um, for you guys, I mean, I'll tell you some sponsors that we've gotten. It's pretty good. I'll cool. tell you exactly the uh, prizes. But you know, Tire Streets jumped on board. I don't know if you see my of the awesome. flyers, but they're giving all the drivers a good discount. You know, as soon as you sign up, you get the code. So that was cool. Uh, KBD body kits. You know, Irving. Yeah. Dude, I mm -hmm. love Irving, man. Irving is fantastic. You know, he is a um, big supporter of drifting in general. So cool, funny. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, he, he did a big event with me last year up in that Raleigh area, do another one this year. But he's going to be involved with the series as well. So that'll be good. You know, I love Irving and KBD products. Um, I did get told Fuel Tech is on board. But that was cool. That was recent, Fuel Tech. Not exactly oh, sure okay. on all the yeah. I'm not exactly sure yeah. on all the details, but Nick told me he got them. Uh, silver suspension, yeah. Silvers, yep. Yeah. So they'll be uh, they'll be helping us out. Uh, Grip Royal, he's making yeah. Grip some, Royal's uh, great, Scott. Yeah, dude, Scott's the man. He's doing uh, CMD Clean Culture Steering Wheels Limited Edition. So I thought that was real neat. Um, Bridge Moto, you know, they're giving yeah, out Bridge. some stuff. Uh, yeah, he's Alan, fantastic. You know, I, it's hard for me with the sponsors too, man. You know, like once this thing got going, like this really was quick. You know, I would say not even 10 days from the time that Clean Culture was like, all right, let's do it to putting it out. You know, it, a little quicker than I wanted to, but I understand, you know, you got to get those dates out, right? That's why I didn't have all that information out right away. So it's, and then I contact all these sponsors and I'm like, Joe Gorsesk, what? Like, who are you? You know, like you're you're nobody. You know, they won't even return my phone calls or emails. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I get it, right? And even the drivers, like, I was hoping for more drivers to sign up. Like, we we're we're doing good, but I was hoping to fill it up already. And we haven't. I think just people are unsure of me. Like they probably don't know who I am or CND is. And this is great. So I, I really appreciate you having you guys put me on the show today and, you know, hopefully get this information out more, but I mean, I, I ain't out there to screw anyone over and just have a good time and hopefully we can grow this thing, man, and, and get some more sponsors on board and keep this thing going. You know, the, the beautiful thing with clean culture and Nick's already mentioned it. Like he's doing events in every state of the country. Like he is oh, a wow. national, he is a national brand. He's got one. He's doing, he's doing one in Japan in May. Like, oh, really? Yeah, this, this dude's a go-getter, man. Like, he's he's really expanding. He's like, yo, we should, we should do more of these. Like, let's do national next year. I'm like, yo, calm down. Let's let's get through season <laughs> one. Okay, buddy? You know what I mean? But it's not to say that it's out of the question. Because he's already yeah. putting on these big car shows. And he's already got these good vendors. You know, he's got some of the famous YouTubers and icons, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, that go to his events. So it's like, it's it's really, you know, maybe that could happen. That, that's what I like to see, honestly. Like, why yeah. not do do twenty grand uh, around next year national, you know, and try and compete with the big boys? Why not? You know, right? 
Sky's yeah. the limit, man. Sky's the limit. Don't don't contain yourself in a box, right? Just because somebody else maybe is doing it at the same time doesn't it doesn't mean anything, right? That's right. So, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm pretty much tapped out as far as questions. I mean, is there anything that you shout outs or anything you want maybe that uh, you feel you left out you want to talk about before we um, call it a night? Um, let me let's look over. I had some notes down. You know, I like to give a shout out to my wife. Sorry, I just got you guys. Gio, no, you guys. We all, love you. Yeah, you know, thanks for taking care of the kids tonight. You know, keeping them out of the room and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. She does a great job, and, and my wife works all my events. So big shout out to her. You know, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and just and just my crew, man. You know, um, you know Ben Thrailkill, Keith Johnson, Nate, uh, Dustin Hash, Cornell Williams. Just my big shout out to my boys that. It helped me out pretty much all, all my events. Uh, Ethan coming on out, you know, just, I really appreciate it. And all, and all the drivers, man, just like a lot of drivers hit me up as soon as I announced it. We're like, thank you so much for taking this on Joe. Cause like, honestly, I was considering not doing anything this year. I was like, man, there's enough drifting in the U S especially the East coast. Like, is there really a need for me anymore? You know, I can right. just, I can just go to events and hang out and be fine, you know? But, um, I was like, you know, but this opportunity is here, and I took the dive, man. I'm going all in, and I'm going to give it yeah. my all this year, and, and hopefully I make it. And if I don't, oh, well, at least I could say I tried. Yeah, yeah. you know, you you, uh, you fail at 100% of the tries you don't take, right? The chances you don't take, you're always going to fail. So, uh, you know, we wish you the best, and and it looks like you got a great thing going here, teaming up with Clean Culture. So I'm really hoping that this isn't just a one-time thing. And hey, maybe you get to go to Japan and drift in Japan, right? Yeah. I mean, oh think about gosh. that, right? It's like it's amazing. like the dream. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for coming on and and just you know be willing to just talk to three older guys that have been around just about as long as you have, <laughs> yeah. right? And and we all have the same heart. And even though we've never met, uh, you know, I I could say that you know I found a friend that lives up north that I know if I'm up there, I can reach out to and say, Hey, listen, Joe, I want to come to an event and oh, absolutely. Uh, just chill, you know, grab some dinner together and have some good memories. So the best of luck to you, man, we're, we'll support you and we'll do whatever we can on our end to make sure everybody knows and pass the word along. Hey, you thanks guys so much. Else? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just great what you guys are doing, man. I know this is a lot of work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's 10 o'clock at night, you know, on Friday night and here you are. Working on spreading the news of drift and you know helping the sport grow. So just thank yeah. you very much. You got it, man. Well, if, thank you. If you guys don't have anything else, no, that's it. Uh, that's it. It's been great. Good night, Joe. Man, have a great All night. Right. Tell your thank wife you. we said thank you for uh, letting you join us tonight. <laughs> 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 we'll do, guys. You have a good night. Okay. All right, thank you, you man. Good yeah, night. Good night. Uh, later. All right, folks. Uh, with that, um, I got nothing else. No. Right, you got nothing else. Yeah. We well, got nothing else. He got some huge news. What huge news? Wait, what? So Ben finally debunked the electric car theory. Oh, wait. We, we he took about a trip. Oh, gosh. He took a trip. He took a trip in the Prius. We talked and about the last Unequivocally, one, no, he didn't talk. He didn't take oh, it in the Prius. Oh. He did a second trip. Oh, he did a second trip. <laughs> a second trip. So oh, the first about, trip oh, was. Oh, okay. We're talking about the Tesla. Yeah. 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 We, the first trip was in a rented EV, and it was nothing but nightmares and headaches. Five and a half hours of recharging the battery and about almost $50 of what he would have had to pay to pay to charge the electric vehicle. He took the same trip, taking the route he wanted to take in his Prius and only spent $31. 
It was cheaper to take the Prius? It was cheaper to yeah, take the Prius. Cheaper, yeah. And faster because he didn't have to stop three times on the oh. way there and on the way back. Well, actually, it was more than three times. Yes, 15 times. Yeah. Garbage. Ooh. So it's debunked. Hybrid's the way to go. <laughs> yeah, but now if you, now if you don't want to pollute the world. You know, you're still polluting the world with yeah, EV. Well, and EV okay. is just, you know, the children and all the slave labor. Oh, the stop. Stop. Oh, stop. 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 I'm stop. just saying. All right. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're not you're, polluting you're, this part of the world. Big oil but you're just your moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're just moving the pollution somewhere out yeah, of sight. Big oil filling your pockets. Um, you know I'm right. Anyhow. I just wanted to end on that. Well, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Well, one thing I I did, I mean, one of the things um, during our conversations that, and part of the reason why, like, I brought up the one more time is just the, um, I just kept thinking back to uh, Brandon Woodnick. Ah, yeah. You know, the King of One More Time and how often that occurred. and, And yeah, it's. It's great. It's fun, but it does sort of delay things. I wonder a bit. if Brandon will drive this series. Good question. Well, that's a good question. It would but be closer I, for him. But he's uh, he's on the right path. He's like, I got the judges. I'm gonna have to trust them to handle that. Because yeah. as an yeah. event organizer, you can't you can't micromanage everybody. You say, okay, yeah. you're the judges. I'm gonna let you handle that. Um, whether he's gonna be the buffer or he's gonna have somebody else be the buffer, I think he should have somebody else be the buffer because I think him being the face of uh, Catch My Drift. Um, him having to tell people no could, you know what I'm saying? I think he should find somebody else to take the grunt of that. That yeah. way he can not can have to get that negative light. Decouple himself. From right, that, yeah. exactly. Kind of just, hey, listen, these are the people I have in charge of it. And and I trust them to make the right decision. If you have an issue, you have to take it up with them. Yeah, yeah. and we only, and a major reason for that is that we, we witness how heated and how yes. intense it gets at these events mm-hmm. it just yeah. seems i mean from the outskirts and it may seem like oh you know what's the big deal it's just uh you know it's just a protest or mm-hmm. something but some of the things that people say and do and how crazy it gets because yeah. of what's at stake mm-hmm. really sort of surprises you on on what comes about with these protests yeah like what what level people will stoop to right and what at that point or also just what people are capable of it just yeah it will shock you. Well, that's one in the spectrum. But at the same time, how you have, I mean, a lot of these drivers that and their teams really like looking over all of the details and looking at the specificity of the rule book, the rule book and just uh, highlighting just all of the things, just following closely by with the live stream. And that's another important as- uh, asset to it, because if they're all utilizing this one tool to help decide you know some of these battles Mm -hmm. they're gonna you know they're gonna have to make sure that the right call is made Mm -hmm. and if it isn't if it doesn't go the right way Mm -hmm. then everybody has to have their you know their Mm -hmm. guard up for what's about to occur i I have i think i really like this now because i like i like the no qualifying i didn't for some reason i didn't i didn't catch on to the clean culture thing i didn't know that that was happening at the same time what do you mean I didn't know that clean culture yeah. was involved in there and they're doing a drift. They're doing a, like a car show at the same time. Mm-hmm. I oh. think that adds so much more to it. Value. Yeah. Because you get so many more spectators like what we saw at fuel fest. If they bring anything like that, I mean, it is if clutch kickers could have been happening in front of the fuel fest audience, dude, 
Yeah. Well, we there what they did have an event down here at the South Florida Fairgrounds last year with Adam LZ. Yeah. And they brought together it was but it's more not of an this, it's not like it's not even the same competition, dude. Like if they could get drivers that drove clutch kickers, like a lot of those like high competitive guys in front of a crowd like that, good man. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna uh, be you wild the audience. I mean, you think the audience is wild with the local drifters going around? I mean, Adam, Adam's good, but I mean, a lot of people that are driving on those events, other than Adam, or maybe so Chelsea and Adam. That's really yeah, the but best they're not, they're not so in their pro cars. They're not going balls to walls. Not, there's not, there's not a lot doors. of there's not a lot of people there that are challenging you know chelsea and 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 adam on those events well there's no need to it, it wasn't there a lot of bro, there are a lot of bro events too it's like a lot of it needs to be i think it needs to be a competition and bring out more it's you know more competitive driving so like i said if you had clutch kickers competitive driving in front of the fuel fest or, or clean culture you know type of people i think that's really the winning the winning formula yeah and so I would, I would be, you know, I think this will do pretty well. Yeah, I think doing the grudge match style during the clean culture, like the next season, switch it to if you a get grudge if he, match style during the clean culture, and then you can, you if can, you can get the same kind of buy-in that Clutch Kickers got with the with the with the competitive with the competitive drivers, you know, yeah, then I think yeah, I mean, it'd be really cool to see like a grudge, like match. sixteen of these drivers just drive, just going you know, at it. And they're already, you already got, they're already locked in the battle of, you know, this person's battling this person. Yeah. Everybody knows, like, you, you can do a whole, there's a whole way you can do a flyer. You can do, they can be challenged each other. Like, like, it doesn't uh, have to MMA get like that. Match. It doesn't have to get like that. It just needs to be, it needs to be pre, pre laid out and say, hey, these are people are going against each other. Mm-hmm. You know, do, do, you know, do fun rides and do, you know, maybe have some normal guys in the mix of like, right, ride practice. along some practice in between. And yeah. Then, and then boom, hit it with a show and that type of thing. And then, just to clarify, so what you're saying is for the qualifying format of the series, have the drivers sort of pick out who they want to battle against and the ones that no, that's don't. one idea, but I'm saying, no, I think, I, I think eventually it needs to be an ex- exhibition style where you're working your way up that type of thing up the ranks. Maybe that, maybe that's the way it is, you know, fuel fest this time around, they're letting the, 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 Spectators. The spectators choose who's going to be in the competition and choose who wins each. So that'll be a real test. I mean, they're really testing that kind of idea, right? So I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. So it'll be interesting to see how who they pick because there's a lot of good drivers going to that event. Yeah, they just pick, oh, I like his car. I like red. Yeah. I, mean, I like <laughs> red. Yeah. That's one out 20 times. Yeah, but I like no, Brad. I, don't I think, think he should I'm go not, against I don't think that that's going to be the case. I think I think the most exciting drivers will get picked. I really doubt. I mean, obviously, flashy cars are going to get picked and exciting drivers. Chelsea's going to be in, I think, the the Fox body. So does he even get picked? Right. Oh, yeah. That's what was interesting because the Fox body is not very exciting looking. Mm-hmm. Now, Chelsea's a great driver. But does does that uh, was because was, was Gabriel was talking about driving against Chelsea. I'm like, well, that's if you can get picked. <laughs> um, and I said, you better make do something exciting Baby, with the car. My car sounds so great, man. Yeah, I said, I said, cool, I said, bro. if you really want to get picked, you need to stuff something in your exhaust. Like garbanzos, because being blowing people's eardrums is not going to get the votes. I'm telling you, but um, he's a big wing, big wing. That'll get it. Big wing always gets it. Um, but uh. No, so it, Chelsea's car is not that 
like flashy. Obviously, Adam's always going to get the cheers and stuff like that. But is Adam? Adam needs to drive a car that's flashy. He can't be driving that 350Z that somebody can't really tell. I think the last fuel fest he ended up driving his 350Z. Debbie, it's a recipe for. It is a recipe for disaster in the sense that, say Adam, say Adam LZ goes out there and he's battling. I don't know. Who was somebody else? Not not Chelsea, but maybe Bill Stinger. So Bill Stinger, say he's battling Bill, Bill Stinger. Bill Stinger's right? fully signed up, so I don't yeah, even know. So, so say they go out there, right? Bill Stinger is on Adam's door. Um, Adam, for some reason, straightens out or spins out, but the crowd doesn't care because they like Adam. He could still win. Mm-hmm. So it's, it could be like, well, wait a minute, no, he spun, but people don't care because that's Adam LZ. Uh, see, I don't care about that because I mean, it, in all honesty, I think at the end of the day, the drifters actually know who won. It, you go out, the, it's when the money gets involved is when it's going to be right. difficult. But for bragging rights, I mean, it's just like I don't know, it's not a big deal to me. Yeah, to you, but maybe to other people, it will be. Like, oh, why, yeah, am I, why am I going to go out and drift an event when nobody knows me and I have the unfair advantage of? Somebody that's on YouTube and has a following that thousands of people came just to I watch him. I, I wouldn't. Do you I know? Wouldn't. What I'm, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I, I get what you mean. So I'm just saying, there's a recipe for um, disaster. And then there's in the the also okay. there's also opportunity. Like that's what that's what's really driving Gabriel. Gabriel's has this idea that he may take out Chelsea, and mm-hmm. <laughs> he really wants to do that in front of a crowd. Well, he says high aspirations. Yeah. So I mean. You, uh, I, I, I really don't understand. Are you going to be your spotter? Are you going to be his spotter? You're going to be a spotter? What? You know, he keeps asking me. I told to him do that to do that. I told him to yeah, ask Yeah, thanks, you. Paul. Really? Yeah. Great idea. Another You'd be a great your, spotter. Uh, I mean, I, Noel will get distracted with the Mustangs. Oh, God. What? Oh, there's so many Mustangs. <laughs> I just saw a Mustang. I don't know what it was. Why? Why? Uh, okay, two things. One, um, to touch on what you guys are talking about in regards to the fans and and how they're going to judge accordingly. Let's say, for instance, let's take the following out of the equation. Let's take people, two individuals that don't have great followings. I'm not going to name them because it's, you know, random people who, I mean, what's to say that the flashier car takes a horrible line compared to the other car. And then the flashier car wins because it just looks or seem yeah. better mm-hmm. so that's sort of the thing that sets you know competitive judge drifting apart because at least you know that those uh, uh the judging criteria mm-hmm. was obviously implemented to make sure that the better driver yeah, that kind of goes but, back to me it goes back to like how like we were talking about is a monster truck it, the, the car the trucks are flashy it's it has to be they if they had a, if you if you start watching monster trucks when it went from racing to stunt and really just focus on crowd what did the trucks start turning into they started turning into these monsters yeah like actual monsters yeah, monsters. yeah crazy, like actual uh, monsters something and... like really exciting before that they were actually just like trucks yeah yeah and then Gravedigger really had the only theme. Right. And then you had like, El Toro that had the horns now. But then, you, you have- yeah, you came out with these freaking gigantic bulls and uh, whatever gold 
uh, you remember Gold uh, Goldberg's truck looked like? No, it, it yeah. was it, it, you know it, it got crazy, and you, yeah, no, your car needs to be flashy. Your car needs to be exciting. It needs mm-hmm. to be something that what people want to look at and want and and uh, you know see. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I, 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 I it doesn't bother so me as much this as begs it, the question: Do you think now some of these drivers that are going to take part in the fuel fest event are they going to? Flash your vehicles up in some way to stand out from the rest. I was trying to tell Gabriel he needs to do something, make it exciting. I don't know what well, he, he could he, do. He, well, he feels his car is exciting enough. Yes, yes, he does. The he symphony does. that's being uh, performed on the tailpipe <laughs> is one of a kind, and it feels that it, it's incomparable to the rest. Yeah, and that I right know. there is enough to stand himself apart. But yeah. Uh, yeah. again, no. you know, it's uh, no. Um, you know whose car probably would get a lot of likes is um, I don't know if he's driving. Um, Byron, um, Parrish, his car oh, looks yeah. nice. That's right. I think that car gets that car gets a lot of flashiness, and, and I think that would get a lot of people excited. Um, what other cars do you guys think around here that would be going to there? Well, let me, that, uh, as you're well, talking, Randy I'm going to pull up the, the list. Yeah, but his car is... His is, car is flashy. Is he doing the S14 or is he doing... Oh, the, yeah. Well, no, I didn't even think about that. If he's not, if he's, if he's driving the S14, yes. Yeah, if he's driving purple, the E46, yeah. nah. But even the, even S14, it's a, it's a good looking car. It's purple, but it's kind of plain. No, nah, but the S4, it's clean culture and that car is pretty, you oh, know, okay. clean. Well, that's, you're that. talking about clean culture. We're talking about Fuel Fest. I, oh yeah, you're right. But I'm still thinking. I'm still thinking. There's a car show, right? So yeah. most of the people looking at cars are going to look at all oh, that nice cars, nice and clean, I or cars flashy. Uh, oh, a little jacked up what? E46 is not going to get. All right, I'll go to the list right fast because I I don't have it uh, set up for people to just watch it. But uh, Chelsea enough for Max Console, uh, Mattel uh, Rendon, Dustin Patton, Ryan Deering, Byron Parrish. Yeah, oh. see, Byron, Bryce Byron's Sander, gonna... Leo Alvarado, Luis Lanz, Bruno Riviera. Leo's you know, Luis cars Lanz aren't really... has uh, Zach Polov's old uh, cluster yeah. Corvette, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, but that's not really that flashy to me either. He took all the graphics are off now, so it's really just like a black vet. Black vet. Okay. Mm. Okay. So uh, let's see, Bruno Riviero, uh, Salvio or Salvio Silva. <laughs> Uh, Salvio. Okay. Was well, cars green? Ba- Baolo, yeah, that, well, the cars green, so it's pretty, pretty it's flashy. It's pretty flashy. It has a, it has a good track presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Weeks, uh, Eric uh, Noguera, okay. uh, Alberto Rosa. Okay. Uh, Big Victor. boost. I mean, he is his car. Uh, yeah, is pretty Alberto's flashy. car looks pretty flashy. You know, yeah. it's got it's got a. It's uh, easy to remember, right? You got to make yeah. it easy to remember. Some okay, yeah, the car with the guy with the anime on his, yeah. his car, you know, purple. Uh, Victor Blues. Escobar, Corey Camiel, Gabriel Jordan. Who's that guy? Gabriel Jordan. <laughs> yeah. uh, Henry Pavone. Uh, Chris. Should have bleeding ears next to the name. Oh, uh, this is going to be tough. Chris Mikasinovic. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Tim Fonseca, uh, Javier Fernandez, Sasha Pospero, Nicholas McPeak. Kyle McSweeney, Alex Puig, Tom. I mean, Sa- Alex Puig's got a his car looks pretty good with the panda on the side. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty flashy. Yeah. I like our Sasha Prospero. No, it's like no. it looks like a unless he did something to do with the red with, it, with blue but... blue painters tape on the side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Zach Calvin, Davy Peoples, uh, Christian. Zach Calvin's car is pretty flashy. Davy Peoples' car is kind of flashy. Yeah, yeah. David Peoples' car is nice. Uh, Christian Pavone, Daniel Hoy. Uh, Valentin Zarpel, X A R P E L L, 
Tommy Voivert Velamere. Colette's not driving? Hmm? Colette's not driving? Well, let me finish the okay. list. Oh, Relax. Okay. I thought it was me. Uh, Willie Espinosa, Kyle Casey, Charles. Willie Espinosa? Yeah, Willie Espinosa. That's going to be crazy. Oh, the RX7, right? Yeah, the that thing is insane. Yeah, okay. That's going to drive people. That's yeah. going to be like, everyone's like, oh my God, that yeah, car. That I mean, because the car is nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The car is like, that's, I mean, you remember watching that thing? At oh, yeah. Yeah. Just listening to it was insane. It just has a, a track presence. It's got a great, it's mm-hmm. got a great presence. Uh, Charles Ron, Tyler, Elo, uh, and Andy May, uh, Randy Noah, Thomas Muller, Ryan Gruber, uh, Bradley St. Germain, Sergio Hanazano, Han- wait, Hanazono, John Temple, Colin Arendale, Chris Irvin, Bill Stanger, Sean Casey, Andrew, uh, Rivera, Mitchell Rohr, I'm sorry, uh, Nicholas Collier, Brian Sturman. Okay. Uh, oh, Brian's Duar- done. Brian. Yep. Uh, Duarte Viana, Andrew Mauer, Sean Booth, JD Martirana, and Joel Sean, Garcia. Sean's always, Sean yeah. Booth and Duarte. Yeah. So there's some pretty good heavy hitters coming mm-hmm. for that. So that's good. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who the crowd picks. Mm-hmm. You know? Who, yeah, who they pick and how does to it, how partake they... in the top 16 competition and then yeah. how the battles will get decided. Because for all we know, Let's say the person that ha- doesn't have the flashiest car, but happens to wall ride throughout mm-hmm. the course. Are they going to do it by cheering? Are they going to have an app? I mean, what, are they going to have a petition? Beats poll me. petition? Are they going to do the poll, 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 poll petition? Hey, poll hey, petition. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, so that's happening at uh, Fuel Fest. What's the date again? Uh, the 25th? 25th. 25th. Yeah, next weekend. Fest, uh, next weekend. West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna have open session drift basketball top second top sixteen competition. Oh, the drift then, basketball, I don't understand. It, it just that doesn't make any sense. I don't know why you're doing that? Okay, I mean that's from like back in the day with us and Skip Pad. That's like well, he was doing that. Scene. Like, yeah, well, I mean it's it's. I'm sorry, Chris. That's stupid. <laughs> 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 I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you do you guys want to take any wagers? If uh, I'd be pretty upset if I'm here to drive and they're, they're doing drift basketball, like can't it, you go do that in like a corner or something? They did the drift basketball at Sebring. Yeah, yeah, did. but that was in the corner. Go yeah. do it in the corner. Yeah. yeah, I hope they're not like you're gonna go do it. We, we, we can't drive because you're gonna do drift basketball. This mm. reminds me of like when we used to do county line. They had to do the sideshow. They had to do the stupid dirt bike sideshow. Uh, yeah, motorcycle bring the dirt stunts. Bikes out. Everybody loves motorcycle stunts. They're like, oh yeah. god, no! Come on, what the hell? We want to drift. I don't know. That's my two two cents. So, uh, Paul, do you want to take a guess now? Uh, how well? There's two guesses. Two guesses. Yeah, two types of guesses. Well. Uh, Gabby, Gabriel, make the show. And then the second guess is His how, car far, is not, how it, far along will he get he'll lose into in the, first the competition? Round. First round, he loses. First round, he loses. Yeah, because you're, you're calling yeah. it. Yeah, first round, he loses. He grips up and he comes out of drift. Oh, you're calling it already like that? Yeah. So, okay. I try to tell him he was refusing. He's got 285s now. He's gripping himself up even more. He's he said, "Oh, I'm not gripping up anymore." But he's no, just the only good slowly thing is, turning the only everything. Good thing more. is that that track isn't grippy. Yeah, I guess. So he, he may he may not. No, it's pretty dusty and nasty, actually. Yeah. So you're saying he gets picked and he gets eliminated in the first round of By understeering. Uh, by yeah. understeering. By understeering. Okay. Well, not understeering, nope. but like coming out of drift. Coming out of drift. Okay. Uh, Tim, but I don't know. Now that Tim said that he's right, he's pretty dusty. 
Okay. <coughs> okay. So I don't know. All right. Well, well, let's think about it further. But let's okay. just stick with that. Yeah. What's Tim? my projection of Gabby? How he's going to do? Yes. Oh, um, I don't think. Wait, wait. It's it's a two part. Okay. Two part. Will he get accepted into the competition? And if he does, there's a lot of ugly cars there. How far? Think about that. How far will he get along? But I don't know if there's sixteen. There's sixteen out of like fifty people that signed up. Something, or something. like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I, it's a lot of, I mean, I, I want him. I, I would, I'd like to see him compete because I think he enjoys he competition, does, he does and competition, I think he does. Yeah. I like. I think he does well competition. Mm-hmm. I don't see him getting picked if it's up to the audience. Oh, I don't okay. because of what? the exhaust. Just because it's a Z, it's uh, and you know, I think he should. I mean, his design is cool, but I don't like gray cars. But he doesn't. He's very minimalistic, I, and and that's fine. We're yeah. just saying. I don't think he's going to be flashy enough. To, um, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. He needs to do something to the car, and stuff something. In the I exhaust. mean, he needs to be like riding the wall, full lock. He on needs entry. to be very aggressive. Yeah, he has to be very aggressive if he wants to make the cut. And the only reason I'm saying it is because it's the spectators are judging this. So I don't think he's going to make the cut. If it's coming, to, if it comes down to spectators. I don't think he's. I mean, you got Sean Booth. You got you got you got a lot of good drivers. Are Duarte, uh, Savio, um, uh, Adam LZ, Chelsea Denofa. But even Chelsea, like no, he's I, in. I don't Chelsea. think Adam Adam is in it. Oh, I thought you said it was. No, no. Oh, he's not. Oh, no. okay. Okay. Adam's no. not driving. No. Really? Um, I just I just named. I thought, you, I thought, I I thought you said Adam Maybe we just, Chelsea. Oh, okay. Gosh. Now I no, have to fine. put this up. You don't have to put it up. No, you don't I'll have take to do it. it. I don't know. That's that's my opinion. Now, if he if he does get in, I think he'll make it past the first round because he he shows pretty good consistency. If his car is holding up, well, I don't. I think I think I don't doubt his car. Ever since I haven't seen him compete with with the supercharge. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he did. That's right. He did King of Ostia. Yeah, he he straightened up. That's right. <laughs> I have, I I give so much bulls, give uh, so much crap about that. So I yeah. I think if he does make the cut, he'll make it past the top sixteen, but he'll get knocked down at top eight. Mm. Okay. Well, there you go. Those are um, predictions. The predictions. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to comment. Yeah, I don't think hey, you're the spotter. You got to be positive. Yeah, I don't look that. He's been asking me for a long time now. I don't know why you won't do just, it. I told him to. He wanted to do Noel first, and I said, "No, don't do Noel. Pick Ben. Ben knows." And he's like, "You're right. Ben does know. Ben's the man." He's like, "Ben won't do it. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna tell Ben to do it. He won't. I'm begging him. He won't. He won't do it. He's being an ass. I don't know, man. He just won't do it." Oh uh-huh. boy. Okay. Well, maybe on the next episode, I'll have a decision on whether or not if I want to be uh, his spotter. It'll be over. That'll be, it'll be over. You gotta give us a play-by-play after that. Oh, after, right. yeah. Is that next weekend. Oh no, I don't. He doesn't need a spotter for that. I thought Fuel that's fast? what he wanted. No, he doesn't want a spotter oh, for that. Oh, so it's for pro am yes, that he wants he a spotter for. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. What? Oh, you forgot. Okay. Yeah, I forgot. Well, my apologies. Huh. Jerk. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I will. Then I take yeah, back well, yeah, my yeah, apology. Oh, yeah, that's why. That's why. Because that's why you can't have Noel because Noel's a judge. Noel's judging again. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So you you have to go and you have to be there and support him. 
What do you want out of this? Like, there's something you, you're, you're trying to do something here. I don't know. And right. and it's only until like if I say yes that you'll be like yes, I yes. got what I was looking for. <laughs> and now the plan, the motion it's, is it's, set. It's, it's set. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do have a plan. So just please go along with my plan, please. All right, Ben. Oh, put put us out of our misery. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Okay, folks. Uh, yeah, thank you for watching. I think two weeks from now, mm-hmm. yep. right? Yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. But I uh, want to thank again, Joe, for uh, uh, being a guest. And thank you all for tuning in and hope to catch you next time. Take care and good night.